Hey, what's up, guys? This is Benjamin Light. And this is the biggest fan of the Dark Spencer saga of all time, Marco Sparks. We're back doing our double intro. You know the drill. We got a book that we wrote. It's called Troubles Finds Me. Go to troubleballsfindsme.com. It's a sequel, so you got to read the first book beforehand to really understand what's going on. Um, but yeah, we think you would, if you like PLL, you should like this book. It's Droll Detective. It's spooky. It's scary. It's funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got, got some good reviews from our readers first go around and uh it's even longer so there's just yeah. more to love yeah or if you just like words mm-hmm. arranged in a order like a cohesion and a narrative yeah so we're about to unfold for you here our second commentary podcast we did with melanie mayron the director of the episode uh this is um gosh i can't remember the name of this episode it's s3e21 so i of the one or spencer no not to I the mental hospital yes it's right after the robot death shower. We recorded this a while ago. So sorry. I'm sorry, not sorry. You know, we had a really good momentum at the start of this ad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we fucking lost it. They all can't right, all yeah. be winners. Out of sight, out of mind is the name of the episode. That's why we didn't. That's why we didn't uh, remember the name because mm-hmm. yeah, it's oblique. Um, yeah. Did you already do the particulars? Oh, the contest. We'll get to that. I did just want to say, I think this was my favorite episode to record. Not that the other ones are bad, but I really had a lot of fun talking about Spencer going nuts here. Uh, but so anyway, speaking of the the book that we're uh, doing this uh, half-ass ad read for, we're going to do a little contest. If you would like to co-host a podcast with us, either uh, do a PL commentary or on our sister podcast, talk about a, a movie or TV show on headcanon. You can, if you buy our book, and you tweet a photo of it or Instagram a photo of it. Uh, mm-hmm. So obviously, with the physical book, just take a picture of the book. If you've got an e-reader, take a picture of the e-reader and tweet it with the hashtag Trouble Always Finds Me mm-hmm. on Instagram or Twitter. We will notice, we will tally it, we will have a drawing, and the top two people we pick uh, from the drawing will get to host episodes with us. And, you know, dealer's choice. If you want to do PLL, you can. If you want to do headcanon, you can. You can pick your own episode or movie or whatever, and we have to talk with you. Contractually obligated. Mm-hmm. Do uh, something if, cool in the photo too, like like hold the book, but like maybe also risk your life or like be sexy about it. Don't risk your life, no. Be sexy about it, okay. or don't. Well, uh, if you don't have a Twitter or Instagram and you still want to participate, you can uh, shoot us an email with the photo at broswatchpl2 at gmail.com. That works. I think we're done. Yeah. And now we're just beginning. Enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome back to Bros Watch PL2. This week on the podcast, we have a special guest, the director of this episode. It's Melanie Mayron. How are you doing? Very good, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, so as mentioned, we are doing uh, season three, episode 21, Out of Sight, Out of Mind. This is uh, directed by you, but I believe the writer is not just a dirty this time. I believe it's Janelle Lennon. Right. Yes. Yeah. This is a pivotal part of what we affectionately call the Dark Spencer saga. Um, but before we get into this episode, I'm fascinated just because I feel like you have a very unique um, position of 
being a director of multiple episodes, but having also appeared in the show as, as Laurel, the, the photographer mentor briefly of Aria. What was that like? Oh my God. That was, and Chad Lowe directed it. Excellent. Which was, which was great. He was my director. No, it was really great. Everybody was so happy that I was acting in the show and <laughs> I went to hair, makeup and wardrobe and, you know, didn't have to worry about the shots. I was just there as an actor. It was really, really fun. And continuing the legacy of playing a photographer on that's TV. That's right. That's right. How, how many times can I do it? <laughs> I mean, what was it like just being like exasperated with one of the stars of the show? <laughs> it was fun. It was really, really fun. Get to give her shit. Oops. Yeah, that was like like Lucas was like your old assistant who right owed you money or something for his uh, his prints. Right. 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 And I think Arya throws a, or ruins the film at the end of the episode. I imagine Laurel's just like, no, no more teenage assistant ever. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I run a business here. That's right. That's enough. <laughs> and yeah, this episode, as we're catching up, um, Spencer hasn't gone insane yet, although she does know that uh, Toby is A or, or an A minion. So. She's definitely starting her spiral already here. I mean, so what did you think catching up, preparing to do this episode? Like tension just ratcheted up a few more degrees than the last time you had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just couldn't believe it. Every time I'd watch, I'd catch up. I'd be like, what are they doing? <laughs> Where is all this going? Oh. I mean, I, I kept saying, hey, could you tell me? And they're like, nope, nope, we, don't, we can't tell you. <laughs> I try to ask the producers, try to get a leg up on everybody, everybody else. I imagine they they'd, they'd, want information. Certain, they'd want certain, I don't know, shots or, you know, make sure you focus on this detail. Did you get kind of those kind of notes? Yes, I did actually get mm. some of those. Yeah. Or they would want a moment covered, you know, make sure you get them to look this way. Or Now, is that all covered like in a tone meeting or like? In pre-production, like when do you kind of get? It's it's the tone meeting. You're right. Okay. It, it's every show has one um, when they bring a director in. The producers at some point, usually it's like a day or two before you start shooting. Mm-hmm. They sit you down. It can be anywhere from an hour and a half to five or six hours. But they go through the scenes and say what they would, you know, what the scenes mean and what they would like out of them. And sometimes they want this moment to impact this a certain character, a certain way, make sure you get that or make sure somebody else looks at that moment. You know, they, they really spell it out if they want something. Hmm. So, and where does that happen in relation? Is it before or after like the table read? It's usually after the table read. Okay. Because they've also, they've also, they like to do it after the table read because they've heard the actors, even though it's usually a cold reading, Mm-hmm. run through the script and and a lot of times they'll feel if they miss the moment you know please make sure you get it this way not not how they did it in the table read you know like okay i've, I've always wondered about because i mean I, I feel like i don't know it's i always like it's like a naive question but like is it really like are actors actually seeing the script for like the first time at a table read or yeah usually oh wow cool yeah i imagine sometimes on this show you'd get some notes in the tone meeting they're just like hey we just we need you to get like toby's reaction and it doesn't make a ton of sense and it's like okay <laughs> if you need yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah if there's a moment that they they want 
they want to make sure they have in the editing room, they'll, they'll always say, please, you know, get this moment or mm. make sure she watches him open up the box and get, you know, mm-hmm. like, so it's like, okay, then I need to get her watching him, you know, as opposed to him just opening up the box, let her make sure she sees what he's, you know. And then from that, like, what is your process as far as like planning shots and stuff? Like, how do you start to work that out for yourself? Um, well, you know, a lot of the shots is kind of the show, they call it a master shot, which is just the widest shot of the scene. Mm-hmm. And then um, you kind of work your way in two shot or three shot, something closer on everybody. And then the the coverage, they call it, or everybody's mm-hmm. close ups. And then if there's an insert of something you have to hit, like before we went on the newspaper clippings or, mm. you know, the toys or you heighten something up like that. And, and then if, if you want like something from above or something through a window or a certain kind of move or crane, you know, you try to come up with other things in this episode coming up. There is uh, there was a big thing in the pre prep, which was that a cop car has to be sunk. sunk. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And that's a 25 bit at the time. Our line producer, Lisa said, it's a twenty five thousand dollar situation and we don't have the money for that. And we were going to use the little lake they call the Warner Brothers in the back where they call it the jungle, which is where we shoot all the forest stuff. Mm-hmm. And the lake was, it's a man-made little lake and it's only four feet deep. So you can't even, you can't, you can't sink a car there because you'll be seeing the roof of the car. I mean, there's nowhere for it to go. Mm-hmm. So we had to come up with a way that we could sink the car or give the appearance of sinking the car without actually sinking the car and that's where we were going to shoot it and we did it we did it we tricked it and cheated it the girls push the car they push it out of they roll the shot the car out of the camera shot and some guys stop it and then we did it we had a a guy in a wetsuit with an underwater camera stand out in the water and hold the camera and lift it below the water line and above the water line, oh, nice. or just nice. hold it at the water line and see the girls watching. So it was the car's point of view. And he was the car. And we just did it with no car drowning, I was thinking. <laughs> and we put some lights under the water. So when yeah, the car yeah. really, we, we make like it sinks, we see the, we cut to the lights, we turn the lights on under, <laughs> underneath the water. Nice. And it was done like uh, for two cents. And I don't, I don't think anyone would even really know, and you know, no. without having it pointed out to them. So uh, that's wild. So when we see the sequence, it's it's crazy. It totally works. I imagine there were a lot of night shoots on this episode. I think there's a lot yeah. of stuff happening at night. Yeah. What's that like? Yeah. The uh, the fratter days and the oh, that's bill. hard because you can shoot till you know, well two, three, four in the morning. It's, it's hard. It's hard because nobody's, everybody's schedule is to be up in the morning and mm-hmm. on TV shows, you know, up early in the morning for makeup and hair and stuff. So, you know, then when you have to sleep late or go to work late, your chances are you probably got up early that day, but you're going to shoot till two or three in mm-hmm. the morning. And that's hard on, on the whole crew. It's hard on everybody. 
People were fighting, staying awake, drinking a lot of Coca-Cola or coffee. <laughs> then getting punchy. Um, yeah. Was there ever, because I mean, I, I've heard, you know, famous stories about the Frater days, but like, was there ever more than one like long night shoot in within, within one episode's filming? Um, yes. I, I remember hearing that, that I remember the last episode that I did the week before that, the girls were shooting night shooting almost every night. They were really burned out. They were like, oh, my God, you're getting everybody, and they're so fried. (laughs) You're like, great. Yeah, thanks. That's good (laughs) to hear. (laughs) Really good to hear. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and dive into this episode? Uh, If you're following along at home, we'll uh, hit play in just a moment. We're starting right before the previously. So cue yourselves up, and we'll go ahead and hit play in three, two, one play previously oh, oh yeah Wilden got hit by the car <laughs> yeah oh and then Ezra's kid oh boy yes Spencer attacking Mona <laughs> not just attacking her she like Dive kicks her over a table and yells, die! Oh, yeah, the evil sauna. I, I can just imagine as you're coming to the show and you're like, there was a robot death shower right before this. What? Right. <laughs> and the window shot is great because it, it really fits into, like you were saying when we talked to you in the last episode, uh, just with the, the kind of voyeuristic aspect of zoning in on their lives. Yes, yes. And again, this is like um, a scene where there's a, the three of them, a long scene setting up everything, you know, like lots of exposition. And Finally going to drop the dime on Toby here. Yeah. Toby's ass. They're like, no way. <laughs> and the way she just looks like broken, like after right. that. Right. These two are all all's a fun time, the Marin girls. Now, where the camera was there just a second ago, like there's nothing down that hallway, right? Like those stairs just yeah. go up. Oh, oh, the stairs go up and stop. <laughs> okay. But down the other hallway goes into the kitchen, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Marin kitchen. I think I did the same thing here with the background where it's, it's moving. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because this is a uh, a relationship part of the story that turned into vehicular manslaughter. Right. <laughs> yeah, I remember we don't see Wilden for a little while, and it's like we don't know if he's dead or not. Mm-hmm. Or he'll like pop up like in the peripheral of someone's vision for like a yeah. second. Right. Yeah. He's in this, yeah, in this show, he's in for a minute. 
I mean, and then is that like part of the toning or just like this guy might be a ghost? Yeah, they <laughs> they didn't tell me. <laughs> just like we just wanted to pop up across the street. Yeah, they're they're gonna put him there, but it's like I don't get to know what happens. <laughs> oh, this is again through the window. So we came in on the window, and there we were leaving them. Nice out the window. Symmetry. Yeah. So you know you get to work that out when we were talking about. The shots or shooting it definitely fits the show too just the voyeurism right right yeah, more <laughs> windows <laughs> and coming in again well it's a nice entrance to the scene i mean mm-hmm. i mean because you're literally being absorbed into their world into their right, situation right yeah. it's like like almost like literally let's come back in again I mean, and just the work that Troyan Belisario does in this storyline where she's carrying the weight of several worlds on her shoulders. Yes. Of course, Spencer has a four-poster bed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're just like, Toby wouldn't do that. She's like, no, I've literally seen him be a. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. And I'm just falling apart over nothing over here. (laughs) Right, right, right. Oh, I love how tense this got. It just imitated. Yeah, it really got. It really got. I mean, these three were great. Look at Troyan. That was when Emily worked at the brew. Right. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> I like to think that there's a customer standing right there just waiting for her to get off the phone. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, did you want these? Oh, yeah, that's right. Somehow she has the key to this place, which is up above. Right, loft. It's upstairs. What do Ezra's neighbors think of the teenage girl who just... <laughs> is there a lot oh you just to? lets yourself in i imagine with a child actor on set you have to do things a little bit differently yes everybody has to be on their best behavior <laughs> <laughs> nobody Lead can say up. any nobody can say any curse words and there's like limits to his time, right? Yes, yes. That's always a... But he wasn't in that many scenes. But yeah, you, you have to shoot a child out by five. Mm. And they have to have schooling. So there's... It's always a little trickier. 
Now, you know, I mentioned that movie, The Babysitter's Club. Mm-hmm. So I asked who was playing his mother. And they said, <laughs> "That's right." Oh, her name's Larissa. I said, Larissa? Boy, that's a name you don't hear that often. I said, I know one Larissa. She was in my movie, The Babysitter's Club, Larissa Olenek. Well, that's who it turned out to be. Nice. She got all grown up. (laughs) (laughs) So that was wild for the girls because they were like, oh, my God, she was in our movie we loved. And now she's guesting on the show. Some really wild, like green tights that she's got on there. Boy, I'll say. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, you know, I don't like to spend too much time on Aria's fashion, but like the the top half and the bottom half look like two different outfits. <laughs> In this instance, I think you're right. With her necklace of teeth that were collected from a mythical beast. Right. And then yeah, Hannah again, I feel like this is this is kind of an eighties look that she's rocking. It's true. For Hannah. Good old exposition news. Right. So they're ostensibly here to look for clues on Toby and Hannah's just like, also let's turn on the TV. Yeah, watching the news. In uh, this teenage contractor's palatial loft. Right. I was trying to think if I told her to watch TV or if it was in the script, because <laughs> I didn't know what to do with her. I thought, well, I would just turn on the TV and watch the news, <laughs> which made it even sillier because. Emily's so gung-ho to believe that Toby's still a good guy. Yeah. Once upon a time, they were friends before Spencer and Toby started dating. Right. Right. Yeah, that's got to be interesting, though. Like, when you have so many actors in the scene and for parts of the scene, it's, like, not specified what this actor or this character should be doing. And you're, right. like, watch TV or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then Emily can turn the TV off, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good old E. Lamb. Right. How convenient she picked up that book. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, if the liar searched the place long enough, they have to find at least one clue. That's mm. right. Well, and if Ari was here, she'd be checking the bedroom because she always volunteers to search the bedroom. Does she? Here's my, I like this shot real, real close on the, <laughs> to them. That was cool. Ari is the conductor. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a whole contingent of fans of the show who who every every little action they just perceive as like more confirmation that Aria was A. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So Aria being the conductor is just another clue. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. That's a big train. Mm Mm-hmm. There's Larissa. She's like, didn't you come to my school one time and pretend to be somebody else? (laughs) 
<laughs> just the, all the, the layers energy. of why yeah. this is awkward. <laughs> I mean, the irony too that Ari is going to babysit this child. You just right. appreciate that, right? Right. <laughs> she volunteers. And everybody's oh so happy. It's funny how uh, the mom here is so eager to move back when she seemed to be like doing just fine on her own when Arya really? went to meet her the first time. Really? She's like a teacher, right? Yeah, she's a teacher. He's like, this is great. I get to babysit now. Awesome. But she offered. That was a cool shot. So is this, how do you do this in this, this set? Is is this a crane? We were up, no, up, up the stairs. There's a. There's oh, there was a catwalk up there, and mm-hmm. I had the camera go. You know they have catwalks sometimes above. I had, had cameraman go up there and hang the camera over. Mm. Where they would probably like access the lights normally. Yes. Okay. Yes. I told them to put a camera up there so we could get that down shot. In thrillers, they always do, like in film noir and everything, that angles will be like low looking up. That's mm. kind of a, a classic angle for the genre. You can really tell that Spencer's kind of getting closer and closer to the edge just by her appearance here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I would always fascinate. Like we got to visit the set briefly, and it blew me away that this set is actually a lot smaller <laughs> than it looks. Yes. <laughs> oh, the energy! Just the there we the, go. The feral energy. Here the camera's moving in the backgrounds again for the tension. You can see it. Yeah. What were these two like the shoot scenes with uh, Janelle Parrish and Trina? They were great, great. I mean, they're all so good, and they're so good with their characters. Yeah, I gotta imagine, like, just you know, when your job is to mine drama and capture it, like characters who have arch nemeses uh-huh it's gotta be a gift yeah totally look at this and see how it's a much <laughs> lower angle it's like low yeah. over spencer's shoulder it's not above mm-hmm. so that she's oh that look right <laughs> they all look they all look at emily or he's like why didn't i get a look yeah <laughs> So she's mining her family's 
old toys to play with Malcolm. That's right. Is it in this episode or a later one where she's like, hey, mom, I don't really want to be a babysitter. (laughs) I think a later one. Here she's all happy to be babysitting. She gets caught in her story. Uh, just uh, Ella's so great. Yeah, so Ezra called, asked if there's any opening teaching positions, and I told him to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> look on her face. So Everything's perfect. <laughs> yeah. The two of them are so good together. I always like the way Ella played that. Like she didn't push too hard there. No. She knew that the that was going to be the straw that broke the camel's back eventually. Right. Right. Ari and Ezra. Right. This is like the Kavanaugh house where Toby and his parents are just gone. Yeah, look at all the mail. Oh, that's right. This guy, like the, he looks like the co-op working mm-hmm. space. Yeah, like totally. yeah, yeah. I mean, just imagine you're just doing a job and then like this really intense teenager. Right. <laughs> comes running at you. And then she shows right. up at your work later. Yeah. 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 Spencer does just great, like just pondering of objects and staring at Mm. them intently. Uh huh. I mean, only she would. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no finish on these letters. It's it's a code. That's a heck of a trench coat there. Yeah. Yeah. Now here we're going to see. <laughs> he definitely looks like he could be a ghost. Yeah. He's gone. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> we punch in tighter and he's not there. So when you're, when you're, Mapping it out in your head and then shooting it, you're just thinking like of the editing. Okay, we got this shot, then we get this shot, and we'll just right, cut in. Right, we'll cut back to her. She dives out of the away from the car. We cut back and we take him out so he's not there. And then we'll punch in just for make it scarier, you know, mm-hmm. like to show he's not there. Because I think with like Ashley there and and especially Spencer in the previous one, it's it's interesting how the show, especially your episode here. Characters just, I don't know, like how to put it, like falling apart or like the psychological toll being reflected like wordlessly, visually. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. (laughs) 
<laughs> you need to not be oh. staring at it. Yeah. Yeah. For the rest of the day. I'm trying to feel sympathy for Emily in this story because she's just like Spencer. You're like at a 15, uh, <laughs> and you're usually at an 11. Uh, Cutting off the crust, sorry. Are you are you not a fan of that? I don't know. I just I, I feel like that's just like a move, like that that spoils too much. Make me the crust. Oh, mm. I think it's where the nutrients are, right? That's what I was always told by my parents. I think they just didn't want to I was told if you, if you eat the crust, you get curly hair. <laughs> Interesting. And I already had curly hair, so I tried not to eat any more crust. <laughs> I mean, nothing about this apartment is child safe. No. Right? I mean... Yeah, he's got all these like fancy typewriters and exposed brick wall. Uh-huh. And and all that vinyl. Yeah. Right. Oh, you know that typewriter's getting knocked over at some point too. This is all set, right? Yeah. So. so obviously there is nothing out this window, right? No, that was a shot we got. We were outside on the back lot. We put the camera up on a ladder oh, yeah. with hmm. a wide lens and shot down. Here we were on the stage floor with the camera looking back up through them, like hmm. we were down below. We put the camera on the floor and shot through the railing. And that's, is it like, like a, like a screen with like the facade of the yeah, fake yeah. building across the street? Yeah. That's just the scrim hanging down. Hmm. Oh yeah. When Mama Fields worked for the cops. Right. I, let me tell you why I feel bad for her in this job. She <laughs> is less than 10 feet away from the vending machines. That's oh. not where you want to be. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's very true. I mean, the noise. And then I feel like bathrooms and vending machines, people let their guard down in a way that you don't need to hear. Yeah. Just imagine the constant like chunk, chunk, chunk of like somebody yeah, getting yeah. a soda. Yeah. Or just hearing your, your coworkers that you normally respect being like, I need some chips. Right, right. I, I, you'd think Pam Fields would know by now not to let any of these girls near her work. Right. right. <laughs> like later she's like, I have to assume the DOJ is going to frown upon this. <laughs> well, is this the one where he bumps his head? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clunk. I mean, that's almost supernatural. How did he get from there to there? It's like a ghost pushed him. Hey, 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 hey. So we moved, we followed Aria over to the refrigerator and then we 
she turns, there's a big sound and she cuts back and there he is on the floor. I like how you have to get just that like shadow of him jumping yeah. out of the frame. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we couldn't do it. We couldn't show him doing it. Oh yeah, this is when uh, E. Lamb was still a mystery, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, nobody else in this police station sees this or has a problem <laughs> with it. <laughs> well, they're pretty bad cops, yeah. Just doing the same search over again. Uh-huh. Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, nice. So that was a cool shot under the glass table. And the camera moves up. See, it's, it's fun to find these little cool mm-hmm. openings. and Yeah, especially the death of the shot with Spencer behind her there. Right, right. Now, I mean, with this, how... How did you think of this? Did you just like kind of like walk around the set and just yeah, stare? Yeah, yeah. I was on the set and I was thinking, where could I put her? And Spencer would be coming down. And so I, I thought that would be a good way to do it. That's the thing. You wander around on the sets, you know, with the scene and you try to figure out where people would be. And how to get into the scene, how to get out of the scene. Mm. Once they're talking, you know, you're, you're doing more typical shots a lot of times just to show mm-hmm. dialogue like this. They call this an over-the-shoulder shot, and that's in a t- few different sizes. This is closer. The other one before was a little looser, like the waist up. Mm-hmm weren't watching him the whole time come on she's getting something out of the fridge what do you want i kind of like that at the beginning she's just like no please be angry so i never have to right watch your child again right i don't even have a diploma yet right he's like no Now, what kind of light is like, is there just like something like sitting in her lap, just like illuminating her face? Yeah. They put little lights, they hide lights everywhere. There's a little light in the car. Hmm. You can see it on the ceiling. I mean, pointing up at the ceiling. Hmm. And you just have like a, a big giant floodlight, like far yeah, above here. Yeah. They, sometimes they call them big china balls, you know, like the... Oh, those are like inflatable. Yeah, right. yeah, those inflatable that that hang. Hmm. They give like a soft light to everything. Oh, this was surprise cop car. Yeah, we had a lot of night stuff here too. This is the only time we see uh, Hannah's garage. Hmm. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, we've we've joked on the podcast just that of the like four rooms we see in Hannah's house, there's so much more volume to the exterior stock image they use uh-huh. in that house. Uh-huh. That's funny. <laughs> So she sees that her mother ran him over. Now, this is very similar, I think, to the to the airport we saw in the previous one with you. Right. Where was this? This is also on the lot um, in a little alley between areas where, like, you know, there's there's a lot of areas on a lot where they work. The workers, you know, they make sets and they make things. And mm-hmm. so this is a little alley of that those kind of buildings. Hmm. Yeah, you can it's kind of a, see the same. It's like the mill, yeah, exterior, on the on the exterior. right, yeah, it's where they like a wood shop, a giant wood shop. You just go in all those places where they don't usually have the camera. That's right, that's right. The camera, we're pushing the camera in everywhere. <laughs> What's that doing over here? Aria's just going to get ignored now. <laughs> yes. Well, like as if Maggie wouldn't immediately put her attention to Malcolm first. <laughs> right, right. Of course she would. <laughs> is this like a... Because I'm fascinated by the depth just out that window. Is this like a standing hospital set of some kind or... This is... In the last episode that we spoke about, mm-hmm. they have like a, a hospital kind of... They'll call them swing sets. It's a, it was the same set as that other one. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, they use it for different th- things and dress it like that. But it's not like part of like the the sole Prillo liars no. stages. Okay. No. I'm sure these are fun to shoot words. You have to make something look sort oh, of yeah. like a character, but you can't. You know, it's got to be very specific on your details here. Yeah, yeah. So in the tone meeting, they're like, we really need a close-up on this hip tattoo. Right, they do. They said that. Because mm-hmm. they want us to think it's him. Oh, I love the sequence. It's like just straight out of a nightmare. Right. This was great to shoot. We had a track that went on so long and she would run between the bushes and we would follow her and they would push it. Oh, cool. We different, did different sizes, like it's wider and then closer. And mm-hmm. This is all in the, the jungle area. The yeah, yeah. It was really exciting. And this was my Steadicam shot. We circled her. They changed the lens a few times and circled her. Is she turning at all or is she just standing there? She was turning. Okay, yeah. And we were turning. Just to add more kind of motion to the image? Yeah, yeah. You really feel this breakdown. Yeah. She was incredible here. And then at the end, I had the steady cam just walk away from her. 
Wow, powerful. The cast on the show is so great. Like they really do seem like a mother and daughter. Yes, they really, really, and they're so good together. I didn't realize when I did it that Holly was in the original Charmed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a good cast. Yeah, it's fascinating just with this, you know, trend in, in teen shows. That I, I feel like I noticed around the time of Pillow came out where you had stars who were in, you know, who were doing shows like this when they were younger, now right. playing the parents, like that recognizable right. element that you would see. Right. Well, my friend Helen Slater is playing Supergirl's mother and Supergirl, and she yeah. was yeah. Supergirl in the movie. <laughs> That's what you're talking about. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't they have Linda Carter on that show as like the president, I think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But I love that they brought Helen Slater just for a lot of reasons. Also, I have yeah. a huge crush on Helen Slater. Who doesn't? <laughs> Helen Slater and I starred in a movie that's on Amazon called Sticky Fingers that I co wrote. Christopher Guest is in it too. Oh, nice. You can watch it. Pennsylvania. He's just been stuck sitting in a car for like two hours. Yeah, yeah. This was like a lot lot of shots to just show her. And this was tricky. We had to shoot into the mirror. Oh, yeah. So you have the... Walk by. That was a little tricky to make sure we could see her in there. The appearance of red coat. I assume that was just like a uh, a stand-in or a double doing that show. Yeah. But it was hard to shoot because <laughs> the camera had to be in the car, pointed at the window, and, and then we the had to make sure. That, yeah, it was just all this stuff for like a moment, right on screen, and it took so long. Now we're inside that building that we saw in the alley. That is such an interesting shot. Just letting the the tall volume of windows. Uh huh. I just want to know why this guy needed to borrow a table saw. It looks like they're all kitted out here in this massive workshop. (laughs) (laughs) He's just got to be like, what's your deal again? Like, (laughs) what'd you say? Oh, here now he says her name. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that was, Tricky, like, like, how did he know her name? She can't really challenge him on it, yeah. Yeah. And he won't tell her either. I like this motion coming into this scene. Like, Uh Hannah's so emotional and the camera's just, like, surfing on it. Right.
I wanted to make some movement so they wouldn't be standing there the whole time. So I said to Lucy, just go in the refrigerator and give them each some sparkling water. <laughs> These girls are great about making sure that they're hydrated. They're always getting well, but she didn't. Nobody touched fridge. it, but no, none of them drank it. None of them yeah. opened the bottles or drank it. But at least it was something to do. And it's like, why am I holding this bottle? Yeah, and Ashley <laughs> just puts it back down and says, never mind. All right, he's like, this is a lot to process. I almost killed right. a child today. Emily's got these interesting, like, Dutch angles happening in her. Yeah. Know. We did that at the house. We did it here. I'm like, geez, hey, you had to break my window. Yeah. Little caution. <laughs> Do we just know more? <laughs> wow. Oh, I love this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love your memory. That's that's creepy. Just imagine Mona making that on her computer. Yeah, uh -huh. printing it off in, in class. Oh yeah, here we go. Got to get rid of this car. So yeah, this is what I was talking about. So one of them drives it out. Like one of them drives the cop car, and the other just follows. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And they're going to get rid of the car. And it's like, no, nah, we don't really think it. The dialogue, this scene was so well written and it was, it, they played it. It was like when we rehearsed it, they were laughing so hard because they played it like <laughs> comedy. But we couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't shoot it like a comedy. But they were, it was really funny. And then it was like, no, we have to shoot this like it's serious. But yeah, their, their timing was so good. So this <laughs> is, oh. Well, I, I I think now that I see it, and I, I know what you're talking that about that was like, that was a crane shot before, but this that shot just now was the one I was talking to you about. But it it, it I think it works so nicely in what you're doing elsewhere, just with these uh -huh. big wide shots and making the character so small. So that, that's like the POV of the car, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And it kind of also gives the vague impression that like maybe there's somebody in that trunk. Mm. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> like we've just watched them kill somebody. Look, yeah. now see how the, it's like getting lower, so it yeah. looks like it's going down. Yeah, and some bubbles. You'd never know yep. they didn't actually sink a car. Right. You buy it. You totally buy it all. <laughs> and, then and then there's the light. Oh, they're just gonna like, eh? oh well, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Done. Mission accomplished. The light stops blinking. It's sunk. It's like, are you hungry? Yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. That's it. I had to help Ari with something like bury your evidence. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the scene. It's I think it's in season seven where they had to like go like light Archer Daniel's car on fire or something. They're just like mm. trekking through the woods with a can of gasoline. Oh. 
Ashley, your hand plays it very guilty here. <laughs> like she put her hand up with the big ring and then put it down. Like she doesn't know what to do with herself. Yeah, I'm trying here. to think if, if we call her the worst liar here. Arya's the right. best of the liars. I think Hannah or Emily might be the worst. The worst, because here, look at her. She's just yeah. listening like, oh my God, you don't know what I just did for you. But like those classic, those like gestures that, that normal people do and they're like, act normal, look normal. Right here, here. See, yeah. like how she nodded. She was great in this scene. Covering yeah. her, her mouth with her face, yeah. Uh-huh, like, wow, okay. Well, I think we learned on Seinfeld, the higher you touch your face the bigger the lie. <laughs> oh God, I didn't know that. I think that's the, the Marin mantra. Maybe this whole thing will just go away. <laughs> yeah. Also, Hannah, can you clean this up? <laughs> That's right. Oh, boy. I like that with her mother disappearing in the background. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Aria's like just wearing this cheerful blouse of skulls. <laughs> I know. I noticed that when we watched the show. I watched the show before this podcast. I was like, "What? What is she wearing? <laughs> That's a what does that mean?" Like, I can't see her buying that. Uh, nope. Wow. That's that's her whole closet. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw this scene. I thought that Spencer was dead. Just like the way her oh. eyes were rolled back in her head, like. Oh wow! But I mean, it it's effective though because it's so like where she has gone, right? Really is so it's beyond the pale, yeah, Did I get this teenage contractor murdered? Right, right. <laughs> Don't go there. Yeah, imagine just managing the tone here. The kind of somewhat slapstick Arya and Hannah. Yeah. With the, no, and they're Spencer both so good. At, they're both so good at comedy. That was what's so funny is they can, you know, you have to get the right tone with this show. And the show is, it's, a, it's straight. It's not a comedy. So mm -hmm. I love these shots. This, this, this was really fun to do. Like, we don't know what's going on. I mean, I think if you were to poll people of like five or 10 most iconic images from PLO. Yeah. The end of this episode. Oh, yeah. Would end up on those lists. Really? You think up. so? Yeah. I absolutely do. Just the crazed. Right there. Yeah. Look, yeah. That. And we push in and we're out. 
I love how you, how long you hold on it. Just, you're just, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And then you've got this fisherman. What's, what are the, what's the tone meeting part like for, for these like little tags at the end? I mean, especially that I wanted to ask you about that previous episode we did with like the, uh, like the gloved hand and. Yeah, like- they're written in. I mean, they're, they're written in as the tag and I know every episode has one. So mm-hmm. it's, they don't really tone wise say much about it. It's just, you know, you want to shoot it in a mm. spooky thriller-esque kind of way where it's another cliffhanger kind of thing. Mm. All right. Well, that was out of sight, out of mind. Uh, Boy. This is your second episode on the show. Is it a lot of fun coming back after? Yes, it sure is. God, we should do it again. (laughs) I'm glad you said that about the ending. That's really cool what you said, because those shots from the lock and the shadow, I mean, her the tray of food or her pushing it in, and then you see her shadow on the wall, the nurse. Mm -hmm. And then the tray goes by and her legs are there. We don't know. Well, just the the escalation of having seen her in that jeep in the previous yes. scene. Then, yes. And yeah. Then where are we? What's happened? <laughs> oh my God! Then she's in there. Wow. Well, you guys, thank you so much. This was terrific. Yeah, thank you for joining yeah, us. Absolutely. And illuminating. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you for everything, and uh, we uh, would absolutely have you back anytime. It was a, mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. good thanks so much awesome bye bye